Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. Welcome to Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. Why did I say it like that? I don't know, it sounded very uh, newscastery. <laughs> like I'm about to say something really tragic, but in a really upbeat voice. <laughs> there was a tsunami. Today. I don't know why they do that. <laughs> How are you, Jenny? Aquí estoy, aquí estoy. I think that's what most people say when they don't really have much going on <laughs> even I, though i have a equi- lot going on <laughs> the equivalent of like the english is like you know fine but i really just, love just saying Acá estoy. it's just like i'm here it's just the <laughs> fact that you're still here and i feel like that very much reiterates what the past year has been for everyone i'm We're still, still existing <laughs> i know that um we've been talking about this a lot lately but you've been telling me recently how you're talking a lot more to your abuelito. Yeah, since everything went down with my, you know, my weird face cancer, my grandpa has been calling me all the time, like all the time. Every day he's like, "Alo mi amor, ¿cómo está? ¿Cómo te estás sintiendo hoy?" And I, you know, it really <laughs> sort of hit me. He's my only living grandparent um Aww. left around. And I've been thinking a lot about my grandparents, just like more than usual. And, you know, when I brought it up to you a couple days ago and we started talking about grandparents, I was like, oh, my God, you are heavily influenced by your grandparents. You literally have a character based on your grandmother. (laughs) Like, we need to have an episode where we talk about the people that sort of formed us, not our parents, but our grandparents, which for me is almost like the OGs, like the original Game Boys. There's something classic about them. (laughs) They're the Nintendos. There's um, the original model family tree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're the Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> but dude, Jenny, I like we get so many messages and emails of people being like, "Oh my god, I love Jenny. I didn't know her." And then they're like, "Oh no, wait. Oh my god, that's abuela?" Like you there's people that don't realize you are the abuela character. No. I have like this weird Hannah Montana thing going for me where there are people that have written me to tell me that they had no idea that I was actually a woman in my 30s. <laughs> they thought I was an actual older woman in her 60s, early 70s. So I've consumed your videos for years. And I, I, I know you even more now. And I watch it and I can't believe that's you. Like that the grandma. Who, who is that grandmother character based off of? Like which grandma? Mm. Is it a mix of both? No, she's pretty much a thousand percent my maternal grandma. Mm. Uh, because she, so her name was Orquidia, Abuela Orquidia and Abuelo Bebo. 
His actual name was Andres, but we called him Bill because he was the baby of the family. You know how it goes. Um, I, I have some more stories. I'm excited that you have him too. <laughs> yes. So Beo. And so they had a huge hand in raising my sister and I because my parents both had jobs. And, you know, they were – we lived like 10 minutes away. At a certain point in my life, we ended up living just houses down from each other. Mm-hmm. So we were always there for dinner, for lunch, for, you know, after school. My abuelo would pick me up, me and my sister, and we would go – all of my after school memories, there was no such thing as summer camp. There was no such thing as like extracurricular bullshit. Like when I was in elementary, it was Abuela's house. I went on Abuelo's mm-hmm. house and I would eat my pisicorre, which is like cheese and guava. And <laughs> oh, I love that. And just watch a bunch of PBS, you know, animated shows, Disney afternoon. Uh, and and then I would watch novelas with my grandma. And by that time, we'd have dinner and my mom would pick us up. So that was our life. <laughs> your, your maternal grandparents were very much involved in, in every aspect of your life every as a kid. Every aspect, yes. And they're, they're Cubanos. And then yep. your paternal grandparents, also Cubanos in Miami? Also Cubanos, yeah. I have one Cuban grandma, which is my maternal grandma. Mm-hmm. Ella era la abuela Belki. <laughs> she was incredibly strict, but very sweet. Mm. And then my grandpa was, you know, born in Venezuela from like a Lebanese father and an Italian mother. But you know where they met? Where? This is crazy. My grandmother was the daughter of a of a hotel owner. And the hotel owner, my, my great grandfather, um, actually housed political prisoners what? And my grandfather was a political prisoner with the dictatorship of Venezuela. They, he was exiled. Um, oh. uh, and he was staying at El Hotel San Luis, which was my great-grandfather's hotel. And he fell in love with my grandma. Oh. And he was like, I'm taking you back. And she was like, oye, pero no, no me quiero ir a mi isla. And then, you know, Fidel Castro happened and they all went to Venezuela. Whoa. Uh, so yeah, isn't that, isn't that insane? It's just, it feels like a Gabriel Garcia Marquez novel oh my now gosh. now i'm like i met my husband in college and they're like oh this is like a dramatic story of love <laughs> that's where i met passion. my husband Woo! <laughs> yeah <Super> original <laughs> we met at a party like <laughs> <laughs> no they, they 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 do they have these like unique novel worthy courtships right mm-hmm. my grandparents my grandma was 15 when she met my abuelo, he was 20 years old, and she, I think, something involving a parrot. I can't remember, but it was Cuba, <laughs> so let's roll with it. And <laughs> en una tienda, and, and they met, and then, you know, many years later, because I think she got married when she was 24, so they had a long courtship. They were inseparable, um, you know, so it was really nice. It was like, a, and they were madly in love. The way they passed was like the notebook. My abuela died just five days before my abuelo because she was heartbroken because she knew he was going to go. Oh, my God. Yeah. Literally, uh, these romances are so intense for me. Like So I, intense. I feel like I love my husband to death. I also feel like he's my roommate <laughs> that I love. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm like, I love my roommate. I mean, my husband. And they're all, they're all like, they have these insane, como que telenovela love stories. My grandpa, right. my paternal grandpa, he is from uh, uh, Germany. And he mm. talks like that. I love doing the German accent in Spanish. Porque it's es so mucho más cómico. No sé por qué, pero ellos él habla así. Um, he sounds I, like a robot. He, a little bit. I'm going to try and call him at the end of this to see if he picks up. Oh, my up. God. Yes. Um, How old is he? How old is he? He's 94. 
I bless. Yeah, and he's like, he walks three miles a day. He's super, super Hi. like spry, very smart. Um, anyway, he, you know, I, you were talking about romance. And for me, my grandparents also like, I'm, I'm such an anxious person. And every time I think about like the worst days of my life, I'm like, how dare I? When I think about my grandparents, like my grandpa oh. at 12 was orphaned and then walked from Germany to Spain over the course of two years alone oh no with with his older brother but like basically alone like no no parents and he just was like escaping the nazis and then my grandma was a was blonde and blue-eyed so she could pass as like non-jewish and this catholic family took her in as her fake daughter (gasps) and she lived with them for years and then was able to reunite with her family but like these stories when i tell stories to my grandchildren they're gonna be stories like oh my god and then like it was crazy my flight was delayed and I miss my connection. Like, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what are these stories they have? I honestly have lived such a dull life. When people ask me to like, oh, we want you to like go do something with like, I don't know, Comedy Central and talk about like something really outrageous that happened to you. I'm like, um, <laughs> it takes me a hot minute to think about because I've lived such a safe, babied life. I wouldn't say that my grandparents' story is as intense because that's hella intense. My abuelo was also orphaned, sort of. His father died when he was like a baby. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather was one of, and forgive me, mother, I'm forgetting the number here, but I think seven or eight sisters. Oh, wow. So I used to work at Bath and Body Works, and it's all women. And when our periods sync up, it's disastrous. So <laughs> I think that's the trauma for my abuelo, that he had to live with all these women without a father figure, el pobre. So he was kind of, you know, in charge of so much and, and making sure that his sisters were taken care of and his mom, you know. Geez. But wait, Jenny, you, you, so your grandparents all went to Miami, pero ellos todos se fueron de Cuba, no? They, 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 mm-hmm. they left Cuba behind. So they had to, they had to forge kind of like a new life in a new place that they didn't know. Yeah, so... I don't know as much about my paternal grandparents regarding this, but my maternal grandparents fled Cuba uh, in February of 1967 via the Freedom Flights. Because Mm -hmm. my, I don't know how this happened, but my grandfather already had his mother, one of his sisters, and a couple of nieces and nephews already living in Florida. So they were able to claim them. Mm -hmm. Um, My grandparents did not come from money. They raised like chickens and painted houses. So they didn't come from money. They, I I don't even know how they did this. They literally left Cuba with nothing. And they ended up in Miami at the Freedom Tower. Um, And the, the sad thing here is when it comes to, you know, people ask like, how did they assimilate? Did they try to assimilate to the States? And my answer is no, (laughs) because there are two reasons. My grandparents did not think they were going to stay in the U.S. forever. Yes. My mom says that they really thought that they were going to go back in like a year or two. They were like, and they thought this is a pandemic. They Like, it's, I know, it's, I was thinking about that as I was saying it out loud. I'm like, it's kind of how a lot of us felt in March of 2020. We're like, okay, I'm going to sit in my house for a month and play Animal Crossing and then I'll go back to work. Mm-hmm. Mm, a year later and not happening so mm-hmm. but this is like a grander imagine you think you move to a whole new country 
because your current country is corrupt and you think you're going to go back. Mm -hmm. Now, that's part of it, part of why they didn't assimilate. But claro, after like a decade or so, you're like, all right, looks like uh, we're never going back. But they still, it's not that they didn't care to assimilate, but let's be honest, Miami, Florida, okay, is mm -hmm. not really at all like the rest of Florida. <laughs> it is another country. The dominant language is Spanish. I worked tons of retail and service jobs, and I don't know how I would have survived working in Miami if I did not know Spanish. What is it they say? Miami is the closest you get to the states still being in Latin America or something like that? Like yes. it's basically Latin America? So you almost, I think that's why so many immigrants and refugees, and not just Latinos, but like the Caribbean, Haitians, for instance, there's a whole pocket in Miami that the older Haitians only speak Creole mm -hmm. because that's also a big community there. So they don't feel like they really have to learn English. They mm -hmm. can totally get by and survive without learning it. It's one of the reasons why, like, you know, we come from families where our grandparents were immigrants, right? Mm -hmm. They they changed from one place to another and sort of had to figure out what their identity was there um, mm -hmm. for, for in both of our cases. Um, and I remember being, like, as a kid, uh, being sort of confused by my, by my, specifically my, because my, my mom's side, I was like clear for me. It was like, oh, my grandpa was born in Venezuela. My grandma came here very young and just became Venezolana. De, de Cuba, Venezuela, no hay mucha diferencia, mi amor. Misma cosa. Mismo oh, yeah. plátano yeah, yeah, yeah. Y, y mismo, mismo español machucado. <laughs> but then, but then, like, I had my, like, German, Jewish, and Belgium Jewish grandparents who their only passport was Venezuelan, but they, mm. like, spoke Spanish, like, awfully. Like, they, they, they have the thickest accents you could imagine and they are like they I, they identified as yes jewish but venezolanos yes like more than anything like they were they were jewish first but like venezuela yeah. and um while my my latino family like my my venezuelan family was very venezuelan and it, i that was like so rooted in venezuelan culture my houseman family almost felt like a weird amalgam of of outsider insider mm. uh like my grandparents speak spoke to each other in english because that was the language that they each spoke best when they met wow. because my grandma spoke french my grandpa spoke german and their spanish was a mess <laughs> and so in they so they communicated in english so my dad and his siblings speak together in english mostly mm. which in retrospect i'm like wow they they did they didn't even assimilate to the country they assimilate to a new reality where yeah. they had to take their differing cultures. You got una, una belga, un alemán, who just landed in this tropical place and they fell in love because she tripped somewhere and he caught her. You know, that's how it goes. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the tinder of, of back You wouldn't have clumsiness. been here. You would yeah. not be here today. Meet Gail. Her thing is being a supermom. And supermom has a lot on her supersized plate. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. But at Walmart Pharmacy, Supermom recently got her whole family updated on all their vaccines. We knocked it out during a grocery run. No appointment. That's Next Level Supermom. From pneumonia to shingles, HPV, and more, get no-cost vaccinations from an expert pharmacist where you already shop. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. $0 copay with most insurances. State age and health restrictions may apply. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, 
They'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Like for me, my parents are, are too much like me. My grandparents give me a, a, a bit more of a perspective of where all these different influences and, and cultures come from. I know. I miss them so much. They're all of all of mine are gone. And if I'm being real, I feel like a big part of me is missing. Mm-hmm. Specifically when my maternal grandparents passed. I know I shouldn't joke about this, but you know, you gotta laugh sometimes. I call it the you two for laugh. one special. It's the two <laughs> for one special. My abuela's like, I se va morir mi viejo, peace. Had a stroke, died. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, I couldn't even, like, all right, fine, I guess. I she mean, she was like, dude, let's just get this done. <laughs> She's like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm not living this sad life here without my man. And she just dipped. I'm like, she damn, just... to have that kind of control over you. my grandma's nuts. Um, You know, good old Scorpio, uh, just like me. Oh, she was a Scorpio too? Her birthday was two days before mine. Oh, my God. Both Scorpios. And it's funny because I really see a lot of myself in her. Mm-hmm. Um, good and the bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah, she shaped both of my grandparents, but specifically my grandma, shaped who I am as a person and have essentially shaped my entire career. <laughs> so, Isn't that crazy? I know. Isn't it's, that insane? It's wild to me. Oh, so your grandmother gave you the your first like insight into something very specific for you that was universal to so many people yes you know that that grandma reminded me of my grandma like i hear it and i'm like i cannot believe this and like my grandma at the end didn't really have a cuban accent she spoke like a venezuelan but even then like it still reminds me of of her and that makes me extremely happy because Claro, you know, it's not until you test things out and bring a character in front of millions of people on the Internet that you realize, oh, my gosh, this is extremely universal beyond Cuban culture, beyond Latino culture and Caribbean culture. There are Jewish people, Asian people, black people. And of course, I'm speaking in terms of like non-Latino Asian, Mm non-Latino black, because, again, I would like to always remind our audience that we are not a race. Uh We come in all different shapes and colors. There's plenty of Chinese Cubans, tons of Afro-Cubans. The list goes on. Um, lots of Arab influence as well in Cuban culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah, like a lot of people, Italians especially too, they're like, man, that's my nona. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I thought that was really neat. And I think a lot of that comes from me putting my heart and soul into the character work and to represent them as authentically and specifically as possible and i think when one does that more people actually relate you might think that you're blocking off a huge chunk of people because you're being so specific but it's actually not true and abuela really took off at buzzfeed Mm -hmm. and it was really terrifying because at the time buzzfeed was already super popular but all the people in the videos were also producers and they were just natural actors. They just kind of played themselves. You know, it was like 10 things that awkward people do at the movie theater. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. all it was. So then here I come with this tear because the wig back then for Abuela was an atrocity. I don't even know how I got I, how Why did no one stop me? Um, <laughs> but I had this terrible peluca and la bata casa. And like, here I come in with like this old school <laughs> comedy. I'm like in my late 20s playing this old lady and I'm like oh god how is this audience going to take this 
So it was definitely a risk. But turns out, thankfully, that people still enjoy this kind of comedy. <laughs> yeah. And they are more than okay with the fact that a younger person is playing an old lady. Well, because, you know, it could easily be misconstrued as like, wow, is she making fun of like elderly people? Is she making fun of? But no, it's it, what it feels like is that it's a real person because it it comes from a real experience that you have with someone real. Yes. And the problem with problematic performances or problematic comedy is when it, you can tell that it's not coming from within. It's coming from like someone judging or imitating something that they don't know. Yeah. And and this came from a place that you know is what it felt like to me, which is yeah. you talking about how your grandma shaped your comedy in retrospect, I think my grandparents shaped my 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 comedy too and that mm. I've always been obsessed with accents. Like mm. I've been obsessed with accents since I was 6. And a lot of it has brilliant to do- at them. <laughs> a lot of it you has to are. do with the you're fact so that I just good. moved around. I moved around mm-hmm. forever. Like I was born in England and I like heard that when I was like born or whatever and then I was like in Venezuela and then <laughs> but then a lot of it is like my all my family reunions it was like what is this? Like my grandfather talked like this <laughs> And my abuela tenía un acento in francés and español. And I had my Cuban grandma and then I had my Venezuelan um, a grandpa oh who was God. like a senator and he spoke really nicely. And then I had like my nanny was a was a una una colombiana de la costa and she had a different accent. Like but like my grandparents shaped a lot of like this cultural understanding of, of language and, and, and accents. I've been thinking so much, I swear to God, since I got, like, since I've been going to the hospital so much, I'm like, oh my God, what is my life? Like, I've been thinking about my grandparents and how they've influenced me beyond that in that, like, they're all, they all had to immigrate and figure out who they were. Yeah. Like, my grandfather se fue de Alemania de chiquito. My grandmother se fue de Bélgica. Mi abuela de Cuba. My, my grandfather was exiled in Cuba and then exiled in Chile and then moved back. Like, all of these people, everyone that formed my parents and formed me are people that were kind of, in terms of identity, sort of grasping at straws a lot of times mm. and and trying to figure out where their position is and who they were. Do you feel like they stayed, despite all of that, do you feel that they stayed true to who they were? They 100% always stayed true to who yeah. they were. Same and like here. made it, right, and made it a point mm-hmm. to explain it to me, to tell tell me their stories to be like, this is how I was as a kid. These are my, these were my trials and tribulations. This was my self-discovery moment. And being very open about it. My grandparents talk about the Holocaust very openly mm-hmm. and not not in a in a in a depressing sense ever. In a sense of like, this is fact and this is what happened, and I overcame it. And mm-hmm. my my grand my Cuban grandparents, like mi abuela, would talk the same about Cuba and like letting go of what she thought her life was. Yeah. Y, que su, y que su papá, mi bisabuelo, left Cuba behind in like his 50s after having built everything and started from scratch again. And yeah. this whole reinvention of the immigrant. That's why like when people ask me what I am, like I have a lot of things, but a lot one of my hyphens is like immigrant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I I feel like that is part of like hyphenated people are, are tend to be immigrants and immigrants tend to be hyphenated people 100 percent. it's really admirable to see how my grandparents despite what they went through always stayed true to who they were they weren't ashamed of coming from cuba they were proud Mm -hmm. uh you know and they continued to pass on 
their customs and their beliefs, and for even the superstitions and the things that aren't so great, you know. <laughs> I, I'm really, 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 really appreciative of that. For the longest time, I would just say I'm Cuban, I'm Cuban, I'm Cuban. And then obviously people would be like, well, you're not. You were born in Hialeah, which anybody who's listening is from Hialeah understands that Hialeah is Cuba the sequel. But... <laughs> Claro. Like, like Westonzuela is Venezuela the sequel. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I say now I'm Cuban-American, and that's probably my biggest identifier, more than saying I'm Latina. I no mm -hmm. longer say Hispanic. I just say I am Cuban-American because my parents were born there, my grandparents were born there, and some of my great-grandparents were born there. It's all I know. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm just... I'm really glad that I got to sit around while my abuelo watched his, like, baseball games and listened to, like, Cuban radio and, and listened to, like, classics that he would... <laughs> the Cuban version of Caballo Viejo on. <laughs> Which is not the real version. The real version of Caballo Viejo is from is Venezuela. It's Simon Diaz. I just want to okay. put that in there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can really work in auctions. Um, yeah, that was very so quick. Much. That was very fast. That was really impressive. Um, that person at the end of commercials that like, you have to say like all the side effects very quickly. <laughs> May cause diarrhea and death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, and then my abuela sitting with her and watching telenovelas and Sao Gigante and like watch her cook. She wouldn't let me cook. She thought I would burn myself to the ground. And that's why my husband's the cook now. <laughs> but you know, like they, everything was kept intact in their little casita. They lived very humble lives. I think they quite literally lived to see my parents and and, and their grandkids happy and fulfilled. Mm -hmm. There's this like little image that I have of my abuelo and I experienced this with my best friend Carla. There was a day that I went over to my grandparents' house and my abuelo had a super green thumb. He had mango trees, aguacate trees, guava trees, mame, you name it, he had it and he would make desserts and smoothies out of it. And that's like that brought him like the most joy. And there was a moment where my, my best friend and I were there to, like, help them with their Christmas decorations. And he comes from around the corner of the house with this giant aguacate. And there was, like, such a smile on his face <laughs> that my, my best friend was like, oh, my God, this is the sweetest thing. Like, we can learn so much from your grandfather because he's so happy from just un aguacate. It's crazy how the, the things that we take aren't necessarily always the things that they want us to take. My paternal grandpa has this crazy story where he was just like, uh, he just decided to rent a plane and go to New York and just buy some fabric and then bring it back to Venezuela. And then he be he just like created a clothing line. And I'm just like, I can't even get up and figure out how to agendar mi día. Every time I'm like, I, I feel like, I feel like I'm not following the path I have to follow. I feel like other people are following different paths. I always think about like, I, honestly, all my grandparents, but I always think about him being this maverick who was like, I'm just going to go to New York, buy a bunch of fabric, put it in a plane, stop five times on the way back to Venezuela because I don't have enough gasoline. The planes didn't have enough gasoline, couldn't hold enough gasoline at the time and just like see what happens. I don't know. I'll figure it out. And I, oh I, I, I feel like, you know, you, I think Steve Jobs was like, you're able to connect the dots after you have the dots. <laughs> like after looking back, it's easy. But like hearing their life stories of how like it seems like it seems like they had their mm. shit together and that they, they they knew what they were doing and look at how it, everything came out. It's actually it was full of chaos and just winging it and and being brave 
And like, I think that that's one of the biggest takeaways of every single grandparent that I, mm-hmm. that I have. It's, is like, they just were, they just figured it out and kept going and they laughed a lot. Now that I'm in my thirties, like I, I just turned 32 last this Saturday and I, I'm, I still have my grandpa and I, my conversation with my grandpa has changed mm. so much. Like we're adults that talk and he, I remember when my uncle passed away last year, um, uh, so, you know, my grandfather had to bury a son. He he sat down with me and just talked to me about death mm. and like how how he doesn't understand how people are afraid of death, how he's not afraid of death, how there's tragic deaths. And then there's deaths that just happen and it's fine. And him opening up to me like that, like oh this God. guy was uh, like a like a tough Holocaust survivor. And I was like a toddler and I was like, this guy has a weird accent. And I'm kind of scared of him. And now he he's this person Mm -hmm. he's just a person he's not anything other than a human being just like me and connecting like that with your parents is is it's it's like it comes with like you know kind of trauma it's like oh my god my mom and my dad aren't perfect and then grandparents have another layer where they they're another generation they're older but the moment i'm just so happy at least with one of my grandparents i was able to just get into my 30s and just speak yeah. to him in a way that like I had never spoken to him before. That is extremely special that you have him. Yeah. I know. God, I wish he 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 knows about <laughs> our podcast and he's like, uh, no sé cómo no sé cómo escucharlo." <laughs> but we're we really are lucky to have had the opportunity to be influenced by these people. And, you know, I think that also, like, I loved my maternal grandpa. I was really, 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 really close to him. We had the same mm. birthday. He was obsessed with me. We just hung out all the time. And he passed away mm. when I was nine. But I still have many memories of him. But I feel like I'm getting to know him even when he yeah. when he's gone. And, like, I think that that's also important is, like, continuing to discover things about these people and and not forgetting that they're one of the reasons you're here. Yeah. So... You know, como que, I, I, I can't go to my grandparents' graves because they're in Caracas and, I, and I've, I'm basically exiled. I can't go back. I can't go back to visit them. So like a different way where I remember them is just looking through their photos and just asking for stories and just trying to learn more about them. Yeah, I'm lucky. My mom, I've shared it here and there. Um, my mom filmed them individually reciting like Cuban poetry and songs that they've known <laughs> forever. Let me show you. Me cobraron unos cinco, yo solo pagué la cuenta. Cuenta, cuento, y cuatro setenta y cinco, que ya se me había olvidado. Literally, my, wall pa- my phone's wallpaper is a picture of my grandparents. I have a picture of them next to my bed. I have a picture, pictures of them on my refrigerator. And I think the abuela character specifically, because, you know, I play all these other characters, but the abuela character specifically for me is also a form of therapy. It is the way Mm. that I stay connected to her and my culture. It is the way that I deal with my homesickness. It is the way that I deal with their loss and also keeping their legacy alive. What is the saying that you say as abuela that always gets you into character like do you have like una, un, un dicho or something that you always like use to to get into the accent i think so or it's always something like oh yeah my niña 
Mi cielo. Mi amor. They're very, like, warm. I want to do a sketch where I am my, my eh, abuela Belkis. And your abuela, I really, really want to do that. Like, once COVID is over and we are, we're both, like, fully vaccinated, I'm going to L.A. and we're shooting, like, mi abuela and your abuela, please, I know, and we've talked about please. this. Porque es que, mira, mi abuela era una cosa seria. Mi abuela una cosa bien seria. Déjame decirte algo, porque... Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Master Force Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Master Force tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money at so Jenny, I think we're at the part of the podcast where we talk about a word that like we that means something to us. So I wanted to teach you a word used in my family that I really love. And I think it really fits with what we were talking okay. about today. And the word is naches. Naches is a Yiddish oh. word. I didn't know it was a Yiddish word for the longest time. I thought it was a I thought it was a Spanish word with a <laughs> in it. <laughs> Which was like that doesn't bode well for my like, you know, problem solving skills, but whatever. That's that that was me as a kid. So naches is this Yiddish word. And what I love about it is that it's, it means pride, but it specifically means joy from the pride you get from Aww. someone you care about. And my grandparents always said naches when Aww. I made them proud. So uh, I, I, I want to give that to you so that maybe we can say it to each other when we're proud of, of something the other person How did. How would you naches. say it in a sentence like? Like Wow, seeing you succeed like that, me da najes. I love it. It, it fills me with najes. You know I'm yeah. going to use it. Do you have a word that I could use from like your grandparents? Yeah, this was mainly something that my abuelo said a lot. He would say, Arao. Arao. There's a lot of vowels. <laughs> it's it's A-L-A-B-A-O. Arao. Arao. Okay, where does it come from? It, What's the deal? It's definitely Miami slang, and it comes from Cuban Spanish. The origin was more religious because it meant like alabao sea Dios. So it's like, you know, praise be to mm-hmm. God sort of thing. But in today's day, and mm-hmm. I don't think my my grandfather certainly did not mean praise be to God when he said alabao. <laughs> it was more of like, oh, my God, like alabao, pero mira eso. You know what I mean? Like. It's like saying, it's like saying, oh, it's my like, God, yeah, without like, oh saying my God. God. So, yeah, it's still tied to God, right? A lot of these, <laughs> a lot of these words are tied to God in some way, shape or form. And then they like make on diez, right? Which also yeah, was yeah, a yeah, all time so Andres oh. Diaz favorite. Uh, his, his top five. <laughs> um, but yeah, he said alabao so much that we, my mom made my sister and I shirts that say alabao on them. <laughs> Uh, that was great. Okay, let me see if my grandpa picks up. Papote. Sí, mi amor. Hola, papote, ¿cómo estás? 
Yo muy bien. ¿Tú qué tal? Cuéntame. Estoy acá. Bueno, yo estoy muy bien. Y mira, estoy acá. Estoy grabando mi podcast. Y estábamos hablando de abuelos. And I, and I spoke about you. So I wanted to know if you could eh, dar un saludo a la audiencia and just say, eh, hello, everyone. I love Joanna. <laughs> Uh, hello, everyone. I love Joanna. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Papote. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I didn't... Uh, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to be... Just going to be grabado. You didn't know you were going to be grabado. Uh, you, you didn't know you were going to be in a podcast that a lot of people are going to listen to. But, Papote, you're, like, literally the coolest person I know. So it's just, like, everyone is going to love you. <laughs> because I'm your grandpa. Yes, because you're my grandpa. Yes, and I'm your niece, and I'm and I'm your granddaughter. That's what that's what makes me cool. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> bueno, papote, I'll call you when I finish recording. Pero te quería dar un un beso y un abrazo virtual, and I miss you. Okay, I miss you too. I love you. Love you. Bye. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Master Force Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Master Force tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money.